Welcome to Casey Corner, episode 92, little afternoon edition. Afternoon edition, and welcome back to Central Florida. I know, hopefully we get a little full-length episode today. We were rushed last week. Ah, exactly, we can't be rushed. <laughs> we kept it under 10 minutes, we were speed talking. Wow, that's incredible. And then you usually listen to these like on a one and a half time. Right? Oh yeah, so, <laughs> so it, was, it was like five minutes long, boom, right, that, right through it. That's crazy. Hey, 92, by the way, the year I went into the ministry. Wow. So and was that the year JP was? Oh, born? look at you. Yeah. Nailed it. I mean, that's incredible. <laughs> that is incredible. Good for you. So shout out to JP. Uh-huh. Should have probably said my firstborn son was born in 92. Probably should have right. with that. That's all right. That's all right. I went right to ministry. But, <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's a good number. And as you said in your sermon, uh, named after you. Yeah, exactly. Jeffrey Peter Jeffrey Jr. Peter Jake Jr. <laughs> JP. Always been JP, which is interesting. You know, mm-hmm. you wonder if, it, if somebody you give initials to, if they ever get to the point where, like, you know what, I'm kind of want my a name. Yeah, uh, um, I'm going to go by J Peter or or Jeffrey or maybe we can be really really official and call him Jeffrey Peter every there time. There you go. There you go. That's <laughs> it. I love it. That'll work. Well, we can jump right into what mm-hmm. you meant to say. Well, you know, uh, again, God gave us a savior and. Uh, love the text, love the opportunity to preach it, really felt God's pleasure um, with that. But again, what we started about saying too, is just to talk about names, Brooks, <clears throat> that, you know, uh, Mary and Joseph had no authority to name Jesus because mm-hmm. uh, he's over them. And just the, just the giving of the name from God and saying, Bob, this is going to be a savior and uh, how he saves us. It, it really tells us how bleak the picture was. You know, he didn't come just to be a counselor, a teacher, a comforter although he's all those things, he came on a rescue mission. It's going to cost him his life. I mean, you know, I don't know about you, but I love stories about special ops people. You know, I mean, those mm-hmm. are those are the, the true, incredible, the guts that those guys have to do the things that they do. And do they know, you know, the peril and what, what, what it, it could cost them? And Jesus knew, always knew, hey, this is going to cost me uh, uh, coming and putting on flesh and dying uh, for the rescue to happen. So... Uh, it really, I think at Christmas time we can celebrate so many great joyous things, but unless we really understand, he came to rescue us in what a mission, and it would cost him everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how bleak and bad it was. So, and and specifically, he came just for us as people. So anyway, I don't know what I meant to say. I don't know if I have a whole lot to recap other than the fact that you know felt like God. Um, you just blessed that, and it was uh, it was a joy preaching it. For yeah, sure. that was the first time I kind of thought about that. Of obviously, I'd heard the story of Jesus' birth before, but the fact that Mary and Joseph didn't have the authority to name them name him themselves. Yeah. Um, just to hear that and the power of it of you will name him Jesus. Exactly. That, that's his name was he, pretty he incredible because he's over you. And you know, I related a little bit of uh, uh, Adam naming the animals. Mm-hmm. And I, I love. I love that story in Genesis too, because it's really showing uh, what man was created to do: reign and rule for our God. It's like like a, a vice regent, and so uh, um, and there he is naming the animals because you know it wasn't as if God didn't have the names for them. But uh, yeah, really, really cool stuff. Giving us dominion over them. Yeah, as exactly. much as we love dogs, they there we have dominion over. Yeah, them. they should sit and shake and roll over. <laughs> exactly, sure. exactly, exactly. Yes, and it's just always a good reminder of. Um, that he came to seek and save the lost and that he wasn't just a teacher, he came to die for us. That, and that's what his main mission was. 
you know, and one of the things we slipped in there, Brooks, and I love the fact of finding out that you just read through R.C. Sproul's Everybody's a Theologian. And we were talking uh, before we went on air about soteriology, the study of salvation. And when it says he came to save his people, mm-hmm. I mean, this was a gift that was specifically earmarked for those who he set apart before the time began. I mean, that's just the beauty of the story. And, you know, sinful man will rail against it and say, ah, oh, gosh, is that fair? But the reality is, is he came specifically looking for his lost sheep. We're all lost sheep. And I try to make the distinction on Sunday. He is the only hope for the world. Those who embrace him and those who don't, he's still the only hope of the world. But he came on a specific mission, and that was for his people. Mm-hmm. And when Christians hear it, kind of your last point of the power of sin, we sin because we are sinners, we're unable to do any good. When Christians hear that, we think, obviously, and how broken we are and how broken the world is. But right. when non-Christians hear it, like, how could you think that? Like, I'm yeah. a good person. And that's kind of the main difference I see with believers and non-believers. It's a big one. You know, when we think about I'm basically a good person, I mean... I guess if someone looks at that, you got to think, what what is their measuring stick? I mean, mm-hmm. what are they, they, they probably want to feel like they have more good than bad. I mean, there's no one, there's no one that's been born that doesn't realize that we do some evil things. We, we break the rules. We, we either say the rules aren't that big a deal or they don't apply to us or we're above them. Whether it's speeding down I-4, taking something out of the store that's not ours, lusting. I mean, just the list goes on. Even the way we don't love, uh, the way we worship ourselves. It's, uh, but it's interesting because people want to think, hey, I'm basically good. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm basically at least better than that guy or that woman. And uh, yeah, you know, what is our measuring stick? And I think if, we are, if our measuring stick is a holy God, whoa, there is no one who's good. You know, uh, Psalm 14, uh, Psalm 53, Romans 3, all repeat the same thing. There is not one who is good mm-hmm. in a holy God's sight. So, yeah. And that's, uh, the, that's the crazy part about the theology that your mom had heard and he, that you heard about of yeah. the pastor that said he hadn't sinned in six years. Oh How can gosh. you read the Bible or be a pastor and think that? <laughs> you know, you have such a low view of God's holiness and such a warped view of your righteousness to think that. It's, it's, it's pathetic. And, you know, to put that burden on people. And you think about it, Brooks, it really takes us away from the gospel. Um, it's, it's the whole story of the Bible is not that we ever become good enough. It's always that God provided us a Passover lamb that was, and we are to live in him, abide in him, embrace him. Um, and, he, and even when we start getting salvation by God's grace through faith alone, oftentimes we turn toward righteousness or works righteousness. Like, Hey, now I got to earn this. Now I got to make sure. And certainly, you know, beginning be given easy for me to say you got it new life in christ we should bear different kind of fruit but it's never at the end of the day going to be about our righteousness it's always going to be about his Mm -hmm. which is so cool yep nowhere does it say like if you try hard enough you'll get there yourself Mm -hmm. all by grace Mm -hmm. it's so true Man, well, I tell you what, this afternoon thing, your phone's going off. I know, this is the second one. We're mean, both, you were looking down at your phone, exactly. but we're, we're wanted people right so, now. So, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we can keep it moving, uh, looking towards uh, this next Sunday. Well, it's interesting. This is God gave us a king. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, for Americans, we don't necessarily have a good understanding or an ideal for a king. You know, we think of a, a monarchy, maybe like England, and it's like, uh, what do they really do? What kind of power do they really have? Is it more a figurehead? Is it more some historic thing in the past? And 
even the fact that I, I love the fact that I'm sure I'll mention on Sunday, but it intrigues me. The state of Virginia's flag is a dethroned king with a crown off his head. And in Latin, thus to all tyrants. If you think you're going to try to set up a kingdom here, no, 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 we're a democracy. You know, we're a republic. We are, we vote our power. We give our power away very conditionally. Uh, we don't want to be reigned and ruled by one who has ultimate authority over us. But that's what we are created for, is to have an ultimate authority over us. And ever since Adam and Eve fell, you know, we've been in rebellion. And so Christ gave us a king, and he didn't look like much of a king in a manger. He didn't look like much of a, uh, a power. You know, uh, the, the promise of Isaiah 9 is a mighty God is coming. El Gabor is the Hebrew. And that's, you know, that's, that's uh, this all-powerful God. And uh, um, he's wrapped in swaddling clothes. You know, he's, uh, look at that, because that, is that really, almighty God, is that really the king who came to rule over us? But you think even as scripture teaches us, not only are we, are we created for a king, we're created for a kingdom. Mm -hmm. And that kingdom should be supreme in our life. You know, seek ye first the kingdom of God. When you pray, pray that you know, thy kingdom come. Um, but for Americans, it's just it's just hard. It's not a concept that we grow up understanding. It's it's a, so right away there's a there's a discrepancy between like, what does that really mean? Is it this more than a figurehead? But when you dig deep into Scripture and you realize this is not only the King that we should bow to, but His kingdom should be over everything else that we do. It's humbling. I'll go back to what we talked about with sin. It's like, man, I live for my own kingdom so much more than his. Yeah, I think Americans probably <clears throat> get their ideas about kingship from TV shows or oh, movies. Yeah. And when you're talking about that, I thought about the TV show Succession, if there's anyone listening that's seen yeah. that. Um, it made me think about Logan Roy and kind of how he ruthlessly leads his company and treats his employees yeah. and everyone under him terribly. And yeah. uh is acts like a dictator. So that's yeah, kind of what I thought I, about I, as far as kings and terrible I, leadership. I, I got you. And I remember, I, I thought you were going to go with TV shows. Uh, gosh, Jon Snow. Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> same same yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same so, idea. A lot, lots of TV shows like that with just terrible, ruthless leaders. Yeah, so, so true. And you know what? Uh, take the kings away. Even terrible, ruthless leaders that are presidents. You mm -hmm. know I mean? Uh, and absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to have someone with all power, we think, oh, that's not a good thing. Our whole country is is founded on, on a wise principle of let's take power and divide it up. Let's let's not give to even one branch all power and authority. Mm -hmm. But listen, there's all power and authority given to one, mm -hmm. one Savior, and he's to be our king. And uh, we are to let him rule and reign our lives. And uh, man, and then, you know, Again, I think I've said it several times, but it, it sounds like we lose something. Having someone over us that rules over us to reign and rule, what, what, what do you have to give up? But the beautiful thing is that's what we're designed for. And in Christ Jesus, he's such a loving, incredible, benevolent king that we really find our life. We find our freedom in the midst of that. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. Great stuff. Yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, King's Chapel updates. Yeah. You know, and by the way, uh, you missed a great lunch. I know you're out of town. So <laughs> loved having our KC. I don't even want to call it KC family. I saw Christmas, Potluck. I saw, I saw a I mean, couple different yeah, names. Yeah, we kind of... I, I, we kind of gunked up the name. It, it always comes back to me because I always have like five names <laughs> for things. So, um, But a great... Not only a great worship service last week, but it was just a great uh, celebration. And this week... 
excited. We had all 30 of our gingerbread houses were picked up. So we're going to have a little gingerbread competition. And as I know that you love over the years, you show up at the Jake's house with the uh, cookie decorating. So oh, yeah. We're going to do some cookie decorating. Um, if you're listening, you're coming. Hey, bring your own cookies too. We'll supply some, but you know, it'll be great. We'll have the decorating supplies. You guys help bring the cookies. And, uh, um, and the whole goal of that was a fellowship together, but B, give them to your neighbors mm-hmm. and slide in a little invite to our Christmas Eve at Lake Brantley. So that's around the corner. Can't believe it. We're getting in the thick of this stuff. And, uh, so excited about that. So this weekend, uh, we're going to celebrate that God gave us a king. We're going to uh, decorate Christmas cookies. Um, we're going to uh, get ready for our Christmas Eve service, uh, which, man, a week from Friday. I know. Oh, man. It, it gets me both excited and a little terrified. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. So, a lot to uh, do before then. There's a lot to do. Um, and Amy's been an incredible help, and our volunteers have been incredible. So so that, that's a big thing coming up. And, uh, um, yeah. We're decorating our gingerbread house tomorrow night, so nice. it's going to look really good. Right, expect to win that competition uh, yeah, and listen, decorate some beautiful good. cookies. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> I'm anxious to see what you're going to put in there to make it your own. You know? I mean, yeah. I think you got to... Uh, I have some pretty good artistic abilities, so do. I think I'll figure it out. You do. I had a good joke, but it wouldn't be appropriate, so I'll just keep going. So. I don't know. You said badass in a service and at a wedding ceremony. I know. So. I know. It's pretty incredible. So, uh, <laughs> you're pushing uh, the line. <laughs> yeah, I am. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. So what else do we have? We don't have a book or anything, do we? So uh, yeah, easy, easy week this week. Should we talk about what Christmas presents we want people to give us? Yeah, like and we were, so, I think about revamping the wardrobe. So yeah, any, so any sort on, of clothes, yeah. shoes, that kind of stuff. That'd be, I'd be awesome. So <laughs> anyway, all right, Brooksy. Well, welcome back, man. And again, I want to kind of end uh, a shout out uh, to you. Uh, I love the fact that not only do you do this and help King's Chapel so much, but I love the fact that you love reading and digging deep into not only God's word, but into theology mm-hmm. and different things. It's just, it makes me so excited because I think we need a future, a church with men and women who love the word and love the Lord and who are willing to dig deep. Because uh, if we're if we're just an inch thin, we're, we're, we're in trouble. You know, Jesse and I were talking this morning, my daughter Jesse and I were talking about some Christians who have a pretty big platform that have really leaned left on a lot of issues that go away from the Bible. And we were we were listening to one of our favorite, very nostalgic um, Christmas album, a Christmas singer is, is Amy Grant. And mm-hmm. she came out recently and just in support of some things of like, seriously? I mean, you have a platform and God's given it to you. And if you start sliding left, I mean, a lot of people, you give them permission as well. And, um, you know, the church has got to, lovingly and, and uh, with grace-filled hearts embrace a broken, sinful world. But we also and got to stand for truth and we got to be able to defend truth. And mm-hmm. so thanks for digging in. Absolutely. It started in uh, COVID when we had a lot of time on our hands. So awesome. and then I realized reading's awesome. So well, listen, that's <laughs> awesome. Listen, that's fantastic. I didn't even know I knew how to read until I went to seminary. And yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's, it's so books cool. are cool. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Brooksy. Proud of you, man. Have a good one. See you guys Sunday. See you.